1: you are listening to the dan patrick show on fox sports radio
4: yep we're back it's hour one on this tuesday dan and the danettes dan patrick show we had a lot of fun yesterday at the expense of bruce smith the hall of famer from the buffalo bills and he was on family feud and you had an interesting exchange there with steve harvey Bruce Smith will join us coming up in about 20 minutes from now. We'll check in with the Lakers' situation, having lost Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo. Are they still the favorites to win the title? You can get in touch with the program a variety of ways, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at com, Twitter handle DP show. say good morning to chat row, Say good morning to those listening and watching on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. This program brought to you by the great folks at LegalZoom. You can start online with their network of independent attorneys. They provide advice when you need it the most. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you don't have to leave your home. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. We've all heard the expression, maybe live the expression, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Apparently the NBA bubble is the exact opposite. What happens in the bubble will be put on social media in excruciating detail. Now, first, we were hit with a wave of players tweeting about dinner, images of their dinners. Then the media arrived, doubled down on the food, the mini bars. All right, we get it. Life in the bubble is interesting. Maybe a little difficult there. But I think with everything going on, nobody wants to hear all of the uh, complaints here. And on a more serious note, there's a lot at stake here. Hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. NBA's bubble model could end up being the best strategy of all these sports leagues. Or it could blow up in their faces. It's unbelievable to see teams working out in a hotel ballroom. It really is. They're also golfing. They're uh, you know, shooting beers. Uh, they're fishing. They're doing all the things that you want your team to do to get ready. And all along, taking their COVID tests that are crucial to restarting the league. So I hope it all works out. Hoops begin soon. Just lay off the photos of the food for a little while, okay? Especially you, J.R. Smith. And you start to look at the number of players being tested. And right now, two positive tests in the bubble. You have Russell Westbrook Jr., the third, who tested positive. James Harden hasn't gotten to Orlando yet. There's a lot of widespread speculation about James Harden and his health. But his coach, Mike D'Antoni, said, look, we're just hoping and it's hope that uh, he'll get here on time. Doesn't sound too confident, but uh, you know, that there's some questions here. And also, how much information is going to be revealed? Because when you think about it, NBA and baseball are not disclosing who has COVID. I don't think that can work for the NFL because the NFL has serious transparency protocols with gambling. If a guy goes on an injury report, what's it say? Undisclosed illness. How's, how long is he going to be out? Two weeks. COVID. Everybody's going to know, right? The NBA is in the middle of a huge negotiation with legalized gambling right now. Brian Winhorst has documented this. Can the NFL do any of the extraordinary steps that the NBA is doing. Is the NBA going to make the NFL look bad here? But I think gambling is a big issue here. And what are you disclosing? What can you disclose? you got HIPAA laws here. And we talked to the commissioner of Major League Baseball about that. Can you say, if somebody is tested positive, what's the injury report say? In if it does say undisclosed illness it's really saying COVID. But those are just some of the issues that we have. And granted, I know, let's look at positives here. The NBA is in the bubble, and by all accounts, it looks like they're going to be able to start on time. I don't know about the other sports leagues, but it looks like the NBA has done a pretty good job of buttoning this up. But we still have time. And there's always a knucklehead in the group who's going to do something stupid. And we've already had a couple of those. But let's hope for the best here. Hope for some action here. Some actual sports. Something that we can talk about the next day and go, did you see that last night? I, I mean, I, look, I'll take complaints about refereeing right now. Like I, just, just give me something in front of my screen that says, hey, there's some actual sports being played. McLevin has a poll question today, I believe, or some suggestions.
5: Well, just off that, I don't know if it's a poll question, mm-hmm. but as of today, July 14th, which strategy seems better? A bubble like the NHL and the NBA or a non-bubble like MLB and NFL?
4: Well, I think the bubble is yeah. compare. I mean, it's not even comparable you know, because the bubble has everybody there, has everything in there. My biggest concern with the bubble is the workers who are coming and going every single day. And how much contact are they going to have with people, with their food, with everything that you'd, you're not even thinking about, but these people are going to be coming and going, working in the bubble. But I think the NBA's done a, as good a job as you could possibly do. And keep in mind, when they put these safeguards in play, or at least they discussed them months ago, you didn't have Florida as one of the hotspots, maybe the hotspot in America for covid you have that going on now and orlando is one of the hot spots you know all it takes is a couple people and if they don't follow the protocol or you have people outside who come in back and forth you could shut the the league shut down with Rudy Gobert now granted we didn't know exactly where this was going you know what covid really was and we're still figuring it out But the NBA, all the sports shut down because of Rudy Gobert testing positive. If you have a marquee player who tests positive, what does the NBA do? I know it's worst case scenario, but I got to start there and work my way back. I think I've learned from experience of where we were in March to where we are now. Let's go worst case scenario and work our way back because we've seen these leagues have gone the other way. Best case scenario, we're going to be playing in May, June, July, August. That's why I start at the end. I work my way back and I hope I'm wrong because the NBA, I think, has done everything they can possibly do, given these trying times and these players being accepting of going in there. But let's see what happens. You know, Florida is having, I think, you know, just imagine the weather. You can't go outside. You're going to be stuck inside. And let's say you're there. The longer, the more successful your team is, the longer you stay there. And then what's going to happen? Guy's going to be climbing walls there. You ever seen the movie Barton Fink? (laughs) Coen Brothers? Where... John Goodman, like you're stuck in there. Uh, is that John Totoro is in there as well. And it's just the the wallpaper starts to peel. And, it, you know, this guy has writer's block and he's stuck in his hotel room. That's what I envision. Guys are going to be, they can't go to their gyms. You know, the, the writers who are there, like they're stuck in their hotel rooms. Some have access. And others are just kind of. On the outside looking in, yeah, McLovin.
5: Playing devil's advocate, is that possibly good for an NBA player who, like, during the playoffs doesn't have to deal with any outside distractions, can just go to his room and focus on basketball? Like, you know, you always hear, like, Super Bowl week, all the guys are, like, dealing with ticket requests, and Mm. all that's gone now. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a poll question. Would you want to be stuck in a hotel room for three months with all your friends playing your favorite sport, yes or no? If I propose that to any of us right now, oh, you get to play, not not a media member, not a media member, you're a player. Like, would you be psyched? Three, say say it was golf or tennis or basketball. Would that seem appealing at all?
4: If I got to play, yes. If I was a member of the media, no. I think that would be pretty difficult because you can't just come and go as you please. And members of the media like to come and go as they please, and you can't. Now there's strict guidelines there of what you can do and can't do. And, and people are wearing these monitors. If you come in contact with somebody six feet away, I mean, this is all really happening. When, we, when this was first discussed, we're like, wait, what? How are they going to pull this off? And here we are on the verge of maybe pulling this off. Yes, Eden. That part of it really creeps me out the monitors and cameras and the, like tracking everybody's movement that it feels like such an invasion. This is like George Orwell. Is this 1984 McLovin?
5: Have you ever seen that movie minority report with Tom Cruise? And he walks into a gap and like all the cameras see him and all these things come into his eye. Like that's all real now. Like we're in George Orwellian Philip Dick times.
0: Don't get me started on my sci-fi guys. Yes. But you have the choice to enter the, the, the bubble you know a lot of players didn't for multiple reasons well you Health, can family. enter
4: but then when you leave you can't come back right i don't know it's it's weird people who live in hawaii talk about this where you co- kind of get uh that island fever from the standpoint of you're on an island and you can't get off right away and i i never understood that but if you stay long enough then you do understand what they're talking about, where you kind of go, wait a minute here, I'm I'm on this island. Granted, it's a beautiful island, but you're like, I'm on an island here. I don't know if these players are going to feel that way, but the more successful, I think the more stress that's going to be added. Now, you're going to remove a lot of these players and these teams, and that's a, a large number of people. The more successful you are, these teams that are eliminated, but still... You're going to be there for three months? Yeah, McLevin.
5: So the NBA has everything that Seaton was talking about, all these bells and whistles, but the NFL has none of this. So how is the NFL going to contain the virus? I have no idea. If the NBA can barely contain it with all this technology?
4: And I go back to, and I don't know, once again, I don't even know what day it is, but when I told you that the NFL was looking at extending their face mask, and now you see the protocols, or the uh, prototypes. They have these... And now you have players that say, if I have to wear that, I'm not playing. Remember, LeBron wasn't playing if there weren't fans. He walked that back. Uh, J.J. Watt said he's not playing if he has to wear this certain kind of shield. Okay, let's wait. But you might be walking that back as well. They're trying to do the best they can. But I think the NFL has a monumental task, and college football, a monumental task to try to pull this off. The NBA, they have a plan. I think they carried it out as well as possible. But we know that you're only as strong as your weakest link. And that could be the people coming and going, just trying to hold on to a job. Yeah, Paul.
0: JJ doesn't even like wearing the helmet. You know, he would go a song's helmet if he could. Show off the moneymaker. A few black eyes and blood.
4: Uh, let me see. What else do we have? The Redskins name changes on hold. There's trademark issues. And I think what happened is, I'm not going to say it was uh, uh, erroneous reporting, but it felt like people were jumping the gun saying, oh, the Redskins are announcing that they're changing their name. Therefore, there's going to be a name change. No, they were retiring the Redskins nickname. I don't even like that. Like they're retiring it. How about we just extinguish it? Just do away with it. And people are going to always have it in their memory bank. If you're a diehard Redskins fan, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be your team there. But if Daniel Snyder, I, I I said it somewhat jokingly, how does Daniel Snyder screw this up? There's that possibility here, but uh, no, uh, no name change yet. Uh, trademark issues. Somebody went out and trademarked all of the possibilities here. Um Got athletes joining A-Rod and J-Lo's bid to buy the Mets. Uh, so where Brian Urlacher, our good buddy, was uh, throwing in some uh, spare change. How much money do you put in? Like how much is you got to put in this amount if you want to be part of the investment is group? Is it your level of fame? Like if
0: you're more famous, do you have to give it less because
4: they want you? Well, like DeMarco Murray. How much money is DeMarco Murray going to put in? I I know he's got some money. Erlocker's got that vitamin water money, doesn't he? I think I think Erlocker got in on vitamin water. Oh, and that Restore Hair money. Yeah, oh, well. Well, I think the vitamin water. Oh, bigger. Yes,
5: Todd. And what's the minimum percentage of ownership that you have to have where you can make some uh, wheeling and dealing or at least make a suggestion about trying to grab that middle reliever from Minnesota? They don't want to hear from Travis Kelsey about his idea to get that young outfielder.
4: Yeah, Travis Kelsey's involved in it as well with Brian Urlacher. I I can't imagine that Urlacher would be part of the decision makers there. But A-Rod and J-Lo trying to uh, buy the New York Mets. Sure, why not? Like, I got other things to worry about. <laughs> it's like, and, and people are, you know, because they love the Mets, and certainly in the New you know, New York area, the, uh, the tri-state area here in the Northeast, can you believe A-Rod would be buying the Mets? And I go, yeah, sure, why not? I couldn't care less. And, you know, he's, uh, he's the face of the franchise. If that's the face you want, I'd rather have J-Lo as the face, but if you want A-Rod as the face, then, you know, Go ahead. We got other things to worry about. Like the things that I used to worry about, I go, yeah, sure. I don't care. <laughs> I just. Showering. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I got the same shorts on I had on yesterday. They look good yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Look slimming. <laughs> so I just said, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I'm don't, mess with,
0: don't mess with this streak.
4: Yeah. Because yeah, my wife goes, do you wear those yesterday? I go, yeah. Had a pretty good day.
5: Yeah. Doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. McLevin. Did the Mets just hire Carlos Beltran, too, and have to fire him immediately? Sure, yeah. Yeah, Bring him back. Yeah, Yeah, bring him back. And he's supposed to be awesome. That's a shame they had to fire him. He's supposed to be a great up-and-coming manager.
4: Mm.
5: He's not worse than A-Rod.
4: No, probably. I I mean, varying degrees of cheating. So Carlos Beltran helped win a World Series by cheating, and A-Rod used steroids to win a World Series. (laughs) He got caught twice. Yeah, I know. Um all right, well, you know, I'll leave that up to Major League Baseball. They got other things to worry about, too, than is A-Rod going to be. And plus, you don't have to have the highest bid to get the team. Because there's this hedge fund guy, Steve Cohen, and he's got billions. And he could he could just plunk down $4 billion and say, scoreboard. But baseball has to vet this out. And that doesn't mean that the guy who has the most money is going to get the team. Uh, did we decide on a poll question? I want to I'm going to play this Bruce Smith. Uh, I have a couple of Bruce Smith related polls that we should probably do before he comes on.
5: Oh,
0: pardon the pun. Yeah, this is,
5: well, one of them, what is it? This is going to sound wrong. What is the tool you use the most in your daily life? Now That's not so wrong. But I was going to say hammer, <laughs> yeah. wrench, or screwdriver, because I know you guys are big home improvement guys. I, it's a legit question.
4: I don't think anybody in here is a big home improvement guy. I could
5: probably take this one. That would be the uh, the wrench.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Todd. (laughs) We all watch home improvement on TV. Does that make us home improvement guys? No. I I watch the uh, main cabin masters. That's about it. Yeah, see. I probably use a tape measure once a day. Yeah. Constantly measuring (laughs) different things in my house.
5: Okay. Yeah. We're not talking like in the
4: Bruce Smith. I'm not not in the Bruce Smith way, no. Uh, I'm pretty... (laughs) That hasn't changed. I've been Uh, aware of that since, uh, you know, seventh grade. The exchange uh, on Celebrity Family Feud with Bruce Smith and uh, Steve Harvey. And uh, this is one of the reasons why we're having Bruce on. Uh, So this was the exchange on uh, the Celebrity Family Feud on Sunday.
6: If Captain Hook was moonlighting as a handyman, he might replace his hook with what tool? A hammer. Try again. A penis. Tell me the age (laughs) a kid is too old to sleep with a. What he (laughs) said. All right, all right. So
4: it it's still it's still funny. It's still funny. There's so many other choices. Tons. I'm gonna give him an opportunity to give me a correct answer. How's that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-ask Bruce the question and see if he can come up with it. I thought your, your line, Paul, and made me laugh out loud yesterday. What if it came up on the screen? Uh, two people pick penis. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. Two responses. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud. I was sitting at dinner with my family. I just started laughing. And then uh, my son goes, what's so funny? I go... I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. He's old enough now. You can tell Oh yeah, I don't know. Quick, Bruce, hurry up! Order. <laughs> uh, I'll have a hamburger. No, penis. Yeah. Uh, we're we're all on,
0: they're all on a hamburger. <laughs> Bruce, who is your favorite teammate playing with the Bills? Jim Kelly. No, he's already taken. Uh, uh answer a uh, penis.
4: <laughs> uh, Thurman uh, Thomas. Thurman, Thurman Thomas. Thurman penis. Quick, I just gotta say it's uh, a penis. <laughs> Gerald Tally.
0: Uh, uh,
4: yeah, right back in there. Uh, yeah. 24 hours later, we're right back where we started. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come up with a poll question. Bruce Smith will join us coming up next. It's 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, I've told you about Full Sail University, and I went into business with him. Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, an accelerated bachelor's degree designed to teach you all the aspects of sportscasting, front of the camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio, everything in between. Your degree is in sportscasting. I didn't want it to be broadcasting. I didn't want it to be communications. If you want to do this, we wanted to teach you everything you need to know. And one of the reasons why I chose them as partners, their approach to education, and uh, they have hands-on learning. A faculty that has real world experience to prepare students for what life is really like in the industry. People who have been on the front lines, whether you're a coordinating producer, producer, an executive, somebody who's been on the air. That's what I wanted. Directors, camera operators. At Full Sail, you can earn your bachelor's degree in about half the time as short as 20 months. You can earn your degree online. And we have some great students who have uh, been working on their degrees online or on campus, Orlando, Florida, Full Sail's campus there. To learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, go to fullsail.edu slash danpatrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
8: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
9: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
4: we'll get to your phone calls come up with a poll question and once again it's kind of dangerous territory to even talk about what is being speculated by those covering the houston rockets about why james harden is not in orlando we know russell westbrook tested positive russell westbrook did come out and talk about the covid virus and he did say hey this is no joke here so he's acknowledged that publicly We haven't heard anything from James Harden, but we assume that he is uh, en route to Orlando at some point. But uh, Joe Varden, who covers the NBA for The Athletic, he'll join us coming up in about an hour, get an idea of what's life like in the bubble. How much access do you have to these players? And are the Lakers still the team to beat? Because I think there's a little bit more debate today than there has been about the Lakers. Without Rondo and without Avery Bradley, and who's going to step up? Do you have enough depth there? And you got you still got Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. And I have no idea what you're going to get with those two. And I don't think the Lakers do as well. Yeah, Paul.
0: A couple months ago, you were talking about the Lakers, and you said that uh, if, if LeBron and the Lakers win the title in that order, yeah. he will get uh, dinged because it wasn't a full season. It was this weird mishmash of a tournament at the end of the season. Any chance it goes the other way? Let's say two months from now, the Lakers are the champs and LeBron's the MVP. LeBron gets extra credit for losing two players and doing it on a neutral site because he didn't have home court advantage.
4: The degree of difficulty is greater, but he, LeBron never gets extra credit. He should. In this specific situation, it's almost a fact that it's a tougher road. But you have members of the media who openly don't like LeBron or question his greatness, his clutchness, uh, that he's not anywhere near Michael Jordan and... It just feels like, because that gives LeBron four titles. Now, all of a sudden, you get into dangerous territory for those who are Michael Jordan sycophants who are going to defend that at every, you know, at every step. If LeBron gets to four, then you're going to start having a real conversation about greatest player of all time. Even though it's a, a... Unwinnable argument if you're a LeBron James fan. It just is. You can't can't beat 6-0. You can't beat Jordan's legacy, his image. You can't. Uh, But LeBron is going to have numbers, titles. He just won't have the aura of Michael Jordan. And plus, you always remember your first love. So many people fell in love with Jordan, and nobody can come close to that. And then you put out this docu-series that came, you know, 10-part series, and people fell back in love. And then people that maybe thought they were in love with LeBron realized, hey, that's the real deal, Michael Jordan. Yeah, McLevin.
5: I saw a video of LeBron and Anthony Davis working out yesterday. I got to tell you, Anthony Davis looks – I don't know that LeB- – and this is not a slight of LeBron. Like, I don't know that he's clear 1A on that team because Anthony Davis looks unbelievable right now. He's really – good. I mean – I know you're laughing at me, but like you're the Anthony Davis guy too. You why were no, the one Anthony, told us.
4: Anthony Davis is
5: great. We we know that he, he was the Greek freak before the Greek freak. Yeah, I think he
4: could be a real problem in these playoffs <laughs> for people. Like he's one know. of the top five players in the game. He better be a real problem. Yes, Seaton.
0: But why? If he's a top five
4: player in the game, right, and he's awesome, why isn't he exciting? Well, nobody says you have to be, you know, exciting to be great. But don't you kind of? Like Tom do, Brady though. is not exciting. He's pretty boring. No, I get like you're right. Tim Duncan was great, but yeah. he was pretty boring. It just seems so strange <laughs> to be one of the best players in the game, but kind of like boring. He is up on the you know, not all time boringly great players. All boring team? Yeah, the all boring team. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, ESPN would
5: air Zion practicing over oh, they Anthony would. Davis playing.
4: Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would you rather watch the Lakers play or Zion practice? And you probably have a lot of people that say, oh, I'll definitely watch Zion practice. Yeah, McLeod.
5: I also thought when Rondo and Avery Bradley, isn't LeBron going to be bringing the ball up when it matters anyway? <laughs> like that was my, I guess you'll get into it with Joe Varden, but isn't he sort of the point guard in
4: crutch time anyway? Yeah, but I still want depth. I, I just want bodies there because this is a game of attrition here. You know, injuries, and if somebody happens to get sick, you just want to have a, as full a roster, complete a roster as you can. Plus, you get guys in roles that they're comfortable with, your rotations that you're comfortable with. And Frank Vogel, who's done an unbelievable job this year, so now your rotations change a little bit. Your strategy changes a little bit. And I have a little bit more confidence in Rajan Rondo and Avery Bradley than I do Jared Smith and Deion Waiters. Yeah, McLeod.
5: Also, I see a lot of Paul
4: George practicing, too. Like, the Clippers get healthy. That's a huge plus. This is a big moment for Paul George. Like, Paul George, we kind of lump in and go, man, Paul George, one of the great players in the game. Okay. I want to see it when we get to playoff time here. Playoff Paul. I'd like to see it. Uh, Kawhi's done it. He's done it on a couple of big stages. This, to me, is more about Paul George than it is Kawhi Leonard. I expect Kawhi to be great. It's just, that's that's who he is, his mindset, he gets plugged in, and he just goes. Doesn't have to do anything else, he just plays. He picks you up on both ends of the floor, you know, he's offense, defense, he's great. And I have no issues with him. I am a little concerned about uh, Paul George and the uh, Clippers. All right, uh, is uh, Bruce Smith set to join us there, uh, Fritzy? Bruce, can you hear me? I can hear you, Dan.
6: It's it's faint, but I can hear you.
4: All right. Let me give the full introduction here. Uh, Hall of Famer, former uh, Buffalo Bills and Washington Redskins defensive lineman and uh, NFL all-time sack leader, 11 Pro Bowls and uh, one defensive player of the year a couple of times, and, of course, a big TV star after what we saw with uh, Celebrity Family Feud on Sunday. <laughs> now, when did you shoot that, Bruce?
6: Uh Dan, first of all, thanks for having me on your show. And it's uh, always good to see you since the last time we played golf. Oh, okay. Now, we
4: played in Tahoe a couple of years ago. Bruce had a golf bag that rivaled Rodney Dangerfields in in, uh, Caddyshack. And I felt bad for your caddy because that guy labored all day carrying that bag (laughs) that looked like it weighed about 50 pounds, though. But, yeah, we had fun that day with Jaws.
6: Yeah, we we had a we had a great time out there. Um, we actually filmed the show uh, in m- the middle of February this year. And uh, it, it it was quite the reunion. You know, anytime you get uh, uh, multiple Hall of Famers together with, with the same type of personalities, uh, it, it, it's always a great t- time. And I, I got to tell you, the Family Feud and NFLPA Put together a great list: Orlando Pace, Michael Irving, um, uh, Kevin Green, and CC Chris Carter. We had a fabulous time. Uh,
4: so, when did you know? Like, did you have any idea that this was going to come out? Did I have any idea? I'm sorry. That that the video clip with Steve Harvey was going to come out. That on social yes, media. Yes,
6: we were we were made aware that the that the uh, show was going to come out, uh, but. During the taping of it, um, we had to stop the show multiple times because of uh, my wild pitch, my wild pitch answer. And uh, Steve Harvey did what only Steve Harvey can do. He uh, took it and hit it out of the ballpark.
4: Okay. Did this happen before? So that that's not the first time you did something on Family Feud that you had to restart again because of you? Uh
6: It was one time it was a technical difficulty on their fault. okay. the second time it was uh, the second and third time. It was my fault because of the answer, because everyone was in stitchings and they were laughing so hard and Steve just stopped the whole show and did about a 15 minute uh, comedy session for the audience. And I I tell you, we just couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny. And, and, And the way Steve response was and and the facial expressions that he gave, it, it was priceless.
4: Well, this is how a portion of it sounded. Bruce Smith on Celebrity Family Feud.
6: If Captain Hook was moonlighting as a handyman, he might replace his hook with what tool? A hammer. Try again. A penis tell me the age
3: a kid is too old to sleep with a tech. what the
6: <laughs> <you said? laughs> oh, okay Bruce <laughs> what were you thinking I, I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> that, that was a problem I couldn't think at that point in time you know there, there's something about <laughs> there is something about a, a time clock and a buzzer <laughs> that it, it it makes you become confused uh, w- when you're running out of time and you don't have an answer. Uh, I gave the number one answer originally, and then when that buzzer went off a couple of times, I I, I guess I kind of panicked.
4: But, but Bruce, <laughs> of all the things you can mention in a
6: toolbox, <laughs> you mentioned a penis. Hey hey, but Dad, let, now let's 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 go back a little bit. Okay as we were filming the show there were multiple questions where all they talked about was sex they were michael irving was talking about uh his wife and and he she was playing the role of a, an assistant in the office uh there, there was another question uh, pertaining to 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 uh to sex and so I was already hot wired <laughs> to, to to potentially give that answer. I just needed the, the you know, the time and the space. <laughs> what,
4: what kind of reaction have you gotten? Have, have your oh. former
6: teammates beat me up a little bit? Oh my goodness, man! They they uh, they they were in stitches. They just they were dying laughing while the show was going on, and, and I kept telling them that it's going to get better it's going to get better and <laughs> and there's a climax that's coming here and, uh, <laughs> wait you don't want to say that <laughs> <laughs> hey look hey dad see <laughs> the, the, the 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 real talk about this is you know we we're, we're living in some difficult times right now whether it's the the virus the racial tensions and 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 so many other difficulties in life Everyone needs a good laugh, and I, I <laughs> think, I, <laughs> I think this, this provided a good laugh for everyone that watches Family Feud. All
4: right, I'm going to call a false start penalty, and I'm going to ask you the question again so you can get it right, okay? All right, sounds good. Okay. If Captain Hook was <laughs> moonlighting as a handyman, he might replace his hook with what tool? A wrench. Yeah, ding, ding,
6: ding, ding, (laughs) ding, ding. Yeah,
4: Yeah, we were joking about it yesterday. If we were working on a car and I asked you to take something out of the toolbox, I would be afraid what you would have grabbed, given your answer on a family feud. So... Uh, yeah,
6: yeah, some 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 of my guys uh, text me back. and say, we 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 can't use this toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: got I got you at right at two hundred sacks all
6: time. Is that right? Yeah, that that's uh, the regular season. Uh, there's I think fourteen or somewhere around fourteen more in the uh, in the playoffs. But yes, two hundred career regular sacks.
4: If I could show one, and I said that was Bruce Smith. Just one sack. Which one would you pick?
6: Oh wow! Uh, there, there's there's some very memorable ones, and and some of some of my favorites. Uh, obviously, you know the, the names that that really stick out are Dan Marino and John Elway and Joe Montana. Uh, but you know, one of the highlights uh, was the safety in the end zone against uh, the Giants and Jeff Hostetter.
4: Okay, in Super Bowl, uh, I've got. You sack Ken O'Brien more than any other quarterback with the Jets. Yes, that's not right.
6: <laughs> they, yes, they they were in the division. We played them twice a year, and and uh, so uh, I uh, I became very familiar with uh, <laughs> being in their backfield. <laughs> I'm trying to think who didn't you get. Um, uh, there's a long laundry list of them, so. Oh, I, no. I, I, uh, you yeah. to be one. No, a long, no, I mean a long laundry list of players that I did get, quarterbacks oh, yes, that I did that, get. that is true. I yeah, got them all in front bit.
4: of me. I got them all in oh. front of me. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Bubby Brister, Aaron Brooks, Scott Campbell, Cody Carlson, Kelly Stoffer, <laughs> Sean Moore. Are some of these guys still alive? <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> Bruce. Uh, Donovan McNabb, Chad Hutchinson, uh, Bucky Richardson, uh, Bernie Kosar. Man, like this is like a who's who of the position there. Yeah. How would you do if you played now in your prime? How many sacks?
6: Well, I I think since since the game has evolved and they're throwing the ball roughly. 30% more
4: yeah.
6: in this era of football, uh, I think I would do extremely well, particularly if I played in a 4-3 defense, uh, and particularly if there was another dominant pass rusher that that was on the line of scrimmage with me. Um, I, I Playing in that 3-4 defense, obviously, um, uh, it, it's very difficult to get to the quarterback because um, – it's easier to get a double team or a second or third hat on on that uh, dominant defensive player. But uh, I I think I would fare very well in this this era of football. No, I'm sure you would too. If invited,
4: will you go back on Family Feud? Absolutely.
6: Okay. A- absolutely. I, I, I might give you another doozy, though. I can't make any promises.
4: <laughs> you look great. You look like you could give me maybe five to ten plays.
6: That's about it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, hey, thanks for being a good sport. And uh, I wasn't surprised you came on. Uh, and I enjoyed our time when we played golf together. And uh, keep smiling, Bruce. It's great to talk to you.
6: Same here, look Let, Dan, let's let's spread a little love around the world, man. We need it right now.
4: Thank you, sir. And uh, I'll just stay away from your toolbox. But thank you, Bruce. There you go. I, All right. Take That's, care. That's uh, the great Bruce Smith, Hall of Famer, 200 career sacks. We'll take a break. We'll come back, play of the day right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show.
9: Terms and conditions apply.
4: Uh, Stephen Florida joins us. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind?
6: Good morning, Dan. Thanks
5: for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I'm glad to see you guys back and everything safely. Um, the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma, has got to step up his game uh, for them to do anything in the playoffs. And Dan, I got a question for Nick Lovin. Um, trivia qu- um, poll question. Hmm. Dan Patrick, who would you rather interview? for 30 minutes. LeBron James, Tom Brady,
6: or Bill Belichick. No holds barred. Thank you.
4: All right. Thank you, Steve. Well, I've interviewed Brady, and I've interviewed LeBron. It, when, when, it, you know, if Belichick was going to be the Belichick we always hear about, oh, he's funny, and he loves to tell stories, but he's not going to do that with me. Um, I, I thought... Brady was sneaky great. But I, I do think, you know, he, he's a little more buttoned up. Now, you know, he went on Howard Stern and, you know, that was fair game it felt like. He went on knowing that if you're going into Howard Stern's studio, that you have to play by his rules. I probably do LeBron James now just because, you know, is there a bigger athlete on the planet? And a lot has changed since the last time we spoke to him. But um, I'd I'd probably say LeBron James. If it's no holds barred, you know, LeBron James. Because I don't know what Brady, you know, Brady and and Derek Jeter, there's certain athletes that they kind of went out of their way to not really tell you something while being very polite in not telling you something. Belichick is not polite in not telling you something. He just doesn't want to tell you anything. I think LeBron wants to tell you something. And sometimes he'll tell you more than he actually thinks he's telling you, if that makes sense. Um, I, I was looking at the stats here. for uh, The most career sacks by a player on one team is Bruce Smith, 171. He had 200 sacks total regular season because he played for Washington. Second on the list is Michael Strahan, had 141.5 sacks. Terrell Suggs, 132.5 LT had 132 and a half. Jason Taylor had 131 with uh, the Dolphins. I don't know at what point, because the numbers tend to blur. You know, it used to be if you got 10,000 yards as a running back, you were in the Hall of Fame. And that's not the case. And I don't know if it's good, you know, because it's tougher to have running backs get those totals. Do we then look at how important are your receiving yards, receptions, those kind of things. So I think we're 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 redefining what the value, long-term value, Hall of Fame value of a running back is. But, you know, some of these guys with their stats, with what they're doing, you know, guys were getting big numbers and you weren't throwing the ball 40 times in a game. And that's where Bruce Smith said it's 30% more pass attempts. Therefore, you get 30% more opportunities to sack the quarterback. You don't have the seven-step drop. You're in the gun, and you're going to be getting the ball away in less than two seconds. It's, in some ways, it is harder to get sacks, but there's more opportunities to get those sacks. It's just they're not there very long. It's, they get it, and it goes. Whereas it used to be seven-step drop, and you were throwing the ball deep. That's not the case anymore. Now, you're going to see that. Lamar Jackson, I mean, this is why New England brought in Cam Newton. One of the reasons is you want to still give the threat the dual threat and you want to take some deep shots. That's who Lamar Jackson is. He's going to he's going to keep you honest at the line of scrimmage because you have to respect the run, but he's going to, if you get defensive backs, the safety, if you start to creep up a little bit, he's going to take a home run shot. And I think that's what you're going to get out of Cam Newton. And I'm excited about Cam Newton. I think it's great because I think the Patriots would have been exceedingly boring this year. There would be no, you know, because it was about legacy there and getting back to a Super Bowl. Uh, You know, time was running out. You don't get that feeling. Now Cam Newton coming in? I think it's great. And I don't know Jared Stidham. And if he's better than Cam and he gets a chance to start, great. Bring in the, a whole new era. But Cam Newton, Cam Newton with a chip on his shoulder. Going to be a whole lot of fun. whole lot of fun. If we have a season. We'll check in on the NBA bubble. Joe Varden and the Athletic will join us coming up. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Settle on our poll question as well, Dan Patrick Show.